1: Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson. Coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like. Come and join us in the chat because dad coming. it is the best time of the week, 11 a.m. on a Thursday, which means we are gathered together to give you our locks for the weekend. And this is the last time that we will have a, a full slate. Well, it is it is a slate. It, it is not as full as all of the other ones, but Championship Weekend does give us nearly a dozen games to lay out for the final week of our competition against each other and you and the dentist and everybody across the globe uh, as we round out the regular season with conference championship games uh, and a few makeup games Shout out to you, New Mexico State, going for that sixth win. Uh, shout out to you, Buffalo, going for that sixth win. And, of course, all of the conference championship competitors that we are about to get to. But we begin, like we always do, with a brief recap of the week Let's that Let's skip was. it. Let's just skip it. <laughs> oh, now you guys want to skip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Danny Cannell was above five hundred. Danny Cannell was the only one above five hundred, so we are going to give him his moment. But Tom, it was a four and seven week. The wins included Texas minus eight and a half. The Purdue, Indiana under 54 and a half. The coastal JMU under 54 and a half. The Southern Miss ULM under 51 and a half. Losses on uh, double double Latifah loss. Uh, Florida State minus nine and a half. And Vandy plus 14 and a half. Bar fight loss on Iowa State TCU. Uh, Ohio State Michigan under 57 is a loss, lock fight loss on Notre Dame USC and then uh, also the UCLA Cal under 60 and the Wake Duke over 66 and a half. 4 and 7 on the week has you at 64 and 66 for the season. Uh what were the big takeaways from rivalry week?
1: I'm happy it's over. Mhm. I mean <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> there are no takeaways. It was a terrible uh, week. I mean I'm happy I got four right. I thought I was going to do better. There were times like Ohio State, Michigan went a different way than I think most people have expected. Iowa State was never even like that was over quick. Vandy was over quick. Just, yeah, nothing went the way I was thinking it was going to go last week. Let's move on.
0: Oh and 9 for Chip on the week.
2: Is Zero wins. Is that a first that's ever I, happened?
0: I believe
1: so. Like, I think we might have had a couple 0-4s in bowl weeks or like when we would do MAC episodes. But I don't think in an actual locks pod anybody has ever gone winless before this week.
0: Loss on uh, Florida State and Vandy. Loss on Iowa State. Those have already been mentioned. A lock fight loss on North Carolina. Minus 6.5 against NC State a loss on Cincinnati minus two against Tulane, a loss on the Auburn team total under 13 and a half, a loss on the Apple cup, Washington state plus two, a loss on LSU minus nine and a half and a loss on South Carolina Clemson under 52. And gentlemen, the thing was not only were these losses, but these were losses by like two touchdowns per game. I mean, just like entirely uh, way off the mark, Almost up and down. Florida State obviously does end up winning, but they don't end up covering uh, that 10 points. That might have been the closest that I came. Maybe if North Carolina had gotten a touchdown win when it went into overtime, but a uh, missed chip shot field goals prevent that from happening. So um, 0-9 for the week drops me uh, for the first time all season below 500 on the year, 51-55. and uh, on this season, so one last week for Chip to try and get uh, back above five hundred. Oh, uh, and nine fifty-one and fifty-five. But Danny, oh, come hold,
1: hold on, hold on. I just want to point out: two weeks ago, you were forty-nine and thirty-nine.
0: Two weeks ago, I was forty-nine and thirty-nine, and I have gone two and sixteen <laughs> in the following two weeks.
1: I gave you the chance to skip this part, Chip. You didn't take it. <laughs> Can
3: you, can you let me know what you're on this weekend just for, purposes? yeah,
0: I, that's, that's the point of the show, but we provide these picks, you take the information and you go make your own, uh, decisions of what to do with it. But yeah, two and 16. So either it's all going up from here or this kid's going to get worse, uh, tune in, t- Next week, find out how it goes. Danny, 5-4 and on the week. You pick up uh, some some lock fight wins. Lock fight win on USC, minus 5.5. Lock fight win on NC State, plus 6.5. Lock fight win on TCU, minus 9.5. Unfortunately, right there with us on uh, the defeats for Florida State and Vandy. You take a lock fight loss to Bud on Louisville. Uh, Then you've got Mississippi State, plus 2.5 in the Egg Bowl. That's a win. Another loss on Ohio State minus seven and a half uh, against Michigan and a lock agreement win on Texas minus eight and a half. This now seven and four last week, five and four this week, but still 54 and 69 for the season. Um, Feeling good, at least finishing strong,
2: you know? Yeah, I'm the sprinkles are my thing this year. I'm just going to have everybody point to the sprinkles and just try to distract them from this one. I was hoping your 0-9 would distract distract from my total on the season. It's hard to get up here and celebrate a 5-4. and four. Like, it just doesn't feel right. At least it's better than the disaster it's been, and I'll take it. But I need to finish strong this weekend. All right. And
0: Bud, a four and four week uh, wins on the Florida State team total. Tulane plus two and a half, Kentucky minus two and a half, and BYU minus six and a half. uh, Took a loss on App State, took a loss on North Texas, took a loss on the Ohio State Michigan under, and Oregon minus three. Four and four uh, has you at 77 and 61 for the season. Unless we get super exotic, I think that that is the regular season title. I mean, unless you get super exotic and we get super exotic and like, you know, Bud scores, you know, we score a billion goals and you score negative goals and we have like 40 red cards or yellow cards or discipline rules. I think that that's the regular season locked up. But what were your notes from the week uh, as we look ahead to championship weekend?
3: Yeah, you know, I I know last week we talked about how the the volume is going to most likely decrease at this point in the season because everybody has a general feel, I think for how good these teams are Uh, you're basically betting you know situations trying to understand if teams need the game uh, if their heads are still in it and injuries specifically here quarterback injuries you know i some of these i i would bet again even though they lost i mean north texas closed what almost 17 rice i had a feeling they were gonna be down to their fourth string quarterback it was a fourth string true freshman and north texas played like ass so i took the l on that i think the process okay there Iowa State-Michigan was a terrible bet. I mean, they, they both scored points on each other. Michigan scored a ton of points. That's one of the ones I want back. Uh, I didn't really think I had a way of knowing that Oregon's run defense would would be that crappy, uh, but Oregon State found a way to show me. So I, I took the L there. Uh, the other loss I had, I mean, App State outgained them by 170 yards and lost outright. They they couldn't execute in the red zone, and their defense just you know fell to pieces, and they fired their D.C., uh, so I guess two, I really want back, you know, and, and two that I I don't know, like thinking about what I knew preseason or, or pregame, I'd probably fire again. Yeah. Loss wise, like was Tulane really that much better than Cincinnati? No, I think you have to bet it, though, when you think that Bryant's going to be out and it's going to be the backup, just like the line's going to move.
0: That was a value play for uh, Bud Elliott. All right. I will happily flush week 13 and begin to look ahead. So gentlemen. Y'all ready to lock it up? I
1: hope so. Since 2005, the under the Games Between Service accounts is 40-9-1.
2: And over in this
1: one as
3: well. little well, two for one special. These I was sick of last week. the were watching videos. I was live betting the hell out of ULN. in My blue plate special five star locks are coming.
2: Five star master lock. Lock it up. Get these locks. I'm, I'm I'm living and dying every every point
1: every cover.
0: Bud wants a point of order that I had a winning record prior to COVID. So. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think pre COVID, you were like 51 and 46, which is a respectable, nice year.
0: Right. You know, brain fog, whatever. Hey, listen, you're either hurt or you're injured, and I'm here. Okay. I I came, I dropped them. They weren't right. And we're going to make them all right this time. Okay. We begin on Friday. Uh, We've got the Conference USA Championship game on the Mothership CBS Sports Network. That is UTSA and North Texas. uh, Eight and a half point favorites. The Roadrunners are, of course, the game that everybody, especially in Columbus, will be watching is USC against Utah. The Trojans, as I'm looking at it right now, down to two and a half point favorites over under 67 and a half. And if you got a lock, on Buffalo and Akron as the Bulls try to get that sixth win. We'll hear it here, too. Who wants to get us started with Friday action?
1: I've got a lock for Buffalo and Akron. Ooh. Most important game of the week. Buffalo. Buffalo minus 11. Akron has absolutely no reason to want to play this game. They can't get anything out of it. They won their first mat game last week. They beat Northern Illinois, so they've got that motivation out of the way. They've got nothing to earn here. Meanwhile, Buffalo is trying to get to a bowl game. That's the only reason they've rescheduled this game. Buffalo minus 11.
0: Anybody else going to get in?
3: I I, I don't have a sicko mode peak or a pick for this week. So like Tom, could you take an honorary sicko mode? Yes. uh, Like playing (laughs) in the music for (laughs) me. Let's let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode.
0: Bulls, mount up. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, anybody get anything on Conference USA?
3: I, I can't do it. Like, I want to bet UTSA here uh, because I think North Texas is just limping to the finish line. I mean, that like, playing a close game against that Rice team that was down three of its top four corners and – you know, down to its fourth string quarterback and receiver McCaffrey didn't even play is pretty shameful. And I, but UTSA is so banged up and I have a hard time figuring out if these guys are going to be healthy week to week. Last week, I almost got that UTEP money line home, by the way. I don't know if you guys caught that, that plus 625. They, they had a huge lead. Frank Harris rolled his ankle. I was like, all right, well, they're already locked up the, the home field advantage for, for the, you know, for CUSA. Uh, maybe they'll they'll sit Harris for the rest of the game. I was kind of hoping they would, just out, out of my own altruistic wants for his health, of course. And uh, he comes back in, I think, because it was Senior Day, you know, and like wanting to, to f- finish out the home home slate with a win. Um, they they storm back, but they had a couple more guys get get banged up in that game, and I just don't have a good feel for who's actually going to be on the field for UTSA. So I'm I'm passing it. I. I think there's only one way you can play it, unless you guys think that North Texas was playing possum, but they couldn't because Western Kentucky won the game. So, like, they, they couldn't afford to lose that game to Rice. Maybe, maybe they were looking past it a little bit, but I don't know.
1: Like, I, I have a hard time buying that. Under 69 and a
0: half. Lock it
1: up? Yep. I'm just, spoiler alert, I am locking up every damn game this week.
2: Yeah, Ooh,
0: because
1: why not?
2: Give me one too. Give me the under.
0: <laughs> Let them children yes. sing.
2: <laughs> I'm with I so I, I was gonna take North Texas because talking to Jeff Trailer, he was talking about how banged up they are, but I don't trust either team. I do think you could see the offensive struggle here. Championship mode, usually they get a better def- defensive effort. Frank Harris is a beast. If they do end up winning, it goes the way Bud does. I think they'll be able to hold uh, Austin Ani and that offense in check. And I mean, Seth am is a pretty good defensive mind. I think he'll slow down UTSA. I think that would have to be his kind of game plan. So I think it'll slow the scoring down. So I like the under, too. All right. So, couple of locks on the board for the under. Every the- game. I'm going to hold you to that.
1: No, I, I have one right here on the sheet.
2: <laughs> All right. Well,
0: then... Let's take it to the Pac-12 Championship game. What what are the plays? What are the ways we're attacking this one?
1: I'm going to
3: take USC. I, right. Just give me USC. I'm going to lay the points um, on the Wednesday show. If you guys have been enjoying kind of the little more in-depth breakdowns we do, because on 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 the Locks Pod we try to cover so many games. Wednesday's kind of cool. We, we can pick out a couple and, and really discuss them more fully. I, I just look at what Utah did in this first ball game, and, and I feel like. It was a great effort, and I'm not entirely sure how sustainable that it was. I mean, do we really think their tight end is going to catch 16 balls again? Are, are, are they going to be that damn good in the red zone? Utah is also just a total wagon at home, and on the road and neutral, date. They, they are not as good of a team. But most importantly here, since Cam Rising, Utah's quarterback, got hurt, he has not been running the football effectively. And in that first game, He had 11 rushes for like 60, and a good number of those were for first downs or to to set up like manageable fourth downs. And if he's not able to run, I I have some concerns about Utah's offense here, even though I don't love USC's defense. Uh, So I'm I'm going to go ahead and lay it
1: with the Trojans. Give me the two and a half lock agreement. Touched on it a little bit in yesterday's show. I I agree with a lot of what Bud just said and mentioned there. But also, I just think that when you look at what those two teams were when they originally played, USC is a better team right now than it was in that game. Utah's not. And again, it's not in Salt Lake City. Utah is banged up. USC's offense has still been fantastic. And while the defense is not what you would consider one of the country's elite, the defense has improved. Like it is getting better as the year goes on. They're getting more familiar with the system. You're seeing a lot less dumb mistakes that you were seeing a lot of early in the year. So I think that when these two play again, USC is going to have a much easier time of handling what Utah has to give it at a neutral site with an improved defense and just being healthier
2: and better at the moment. Which is why I'll take the under in this game. Give me the under. Yeah. I, you know, second time around, you've seen a lot of schemes. You make a lot of adjustments on the defensive side of the ball. I think both will. No, Tavion Thomas. He had that injury. He's announced he's skipping the rest of the season. He's done. He's preparing for the draft. Cam Rising. The issues that he's had. I don't. I don't see him going. You know, for another 400 yards plus passing. I feel like I want to get on the side of USC with you guys, but I'm scared this whole perfectly set up four teams is just going to blow up in our face, and we're going to have to argue about is it Bama, is it Ohio State? It's not Bama. It's not Bama. I mean Danny, I well if you want two bet, bets that I would want to take the underdogs in, and this is one of them, and there's another one. If two of them lose, that's two spots they nope. could hop up in.
3: Alabama's uh, not I don't getting think it. it
2: should.
1: Alabama's not getting it.
3: It I think you would need USC to lose and for uh Kansas State to blow out TCU. Like not not just a TCU loss, but just a, an actual, you know, blowout. And even if you uh, want to oh, get a TCU still on the show, <laughs> take uh I mean there's some what, what are we dealing here? 31 Threes. and a half, thir- 32 I'm and a half for, for U- Utah team total? You were saying
0: Utah team total over.
3: Yeah, like if you wanted to take a piece of USC and you like the under already, it just kind of logically follows to take Utah team total under. Which Love Tom it. is either looking at World Cup or he's logging in to bet Utah team total under.
1: No, I saw uh, watching the World Cup and the guy who's my name is currently after just hit the post from about five feet away. Nice. <laughs> okay. a gimme goalie blue.
0: A Fernelli? Oh, 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 Romello Lock Lock. <laughs> I got it. Go Belgium. Um, all right. So we are on the board with uh USC minus two and a half for Tom and Bud, and the USC Utah under 67.5 uh for Danny. Turning our attention to Saturday in the noon slate, we go to the Big 12 championship where TCU in the aforementioned big 12 championship with TCU is a two and a half point favorite over under of 62. I don't have anything on the board. I'll go ahead and get this started. Um, I think that this is an over. I know that we talked about seeing each other again and being able to see each other's schemes, but I also think that this is a, a matchup advantage where kansas state's going to be able to make some plays down the field through the passing game and i think the tcu that as tom mentioned earlier in the week does a great job when it does get scoring opportunities of turning those into touchdowns we've got a favorable number here at 62 it was 61 it is starting to creep if you what uh chip 61 and a half if you want the over all right 61 and a half i do want the over and so uh yeah Give me that over in the big 12 championship game.
3: Have we had a middle yet this year?
0: I don't think so. Let's
3: fight each other on this because they're 62 and a half at Circa. So I'm going to go ahead and take the under. All right, let's go.
1: Fight, 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 fight.
3: I've been a, a believer in defensive coordinator Joe Gillespie's defense all year for TCU. I think Kansas State has a really good defensive line and should be able to impact TCU's offense some here and uh TCU has to go out thinking we need to, to eliminate or at least limit the explosive play which might make the clock run a little bit more in this one uh Kansas State leaning on Deuce Vaughn quite a bit. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and fight the fight chip here with the under and hey man I hope it lands 62. That would be uh
1: that'd be incredible. As I said, I have a lock on every game this week and I think that it makes sense that the two guys in first and second place Team up on the guy who just went zero and nine. I'm with Bud. I'm on the under. It is a bar fight. You're going down, Chip. Bar fight. fight.
0: Fight. 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 Let's go. Bloodied already. You can't hurt me more. I'm the most dangerous guy at the bar. They threw me out, and I snuck back in. Just picked up a pool cue. You don't want to mess with me. <laughs>
2: Danny, you getting in on the big? Yes, Uh, I'm not getting on the bar fight. I think they're going to go all Beth Dutton on you. (laughs) Uh, If you guys watch Yellowstone, you know the last episode. I'm going to go Kansas State. I hate it. I don't want it to happen. I will root again. Uh, If we get a TCU one point victory, that'd be phenomenal. Uh, This game scares me for TCU. Feels like oh, they got things back on track. They're hot, but so is Kansas State, man. They are a better team than last time. When they blew that lead with quarterback issues, Will Howard more consistent now. He's got more experience. He can run. They can run Deuce Vaughn. I just this has spoiler all over it. And then what happens? So I'll go ahead and take Kansas State. Might see him later in the show as well.
0: I mean, it's big sprinkle right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we go to Ford Field in Detroit, where Toledo is a point and a half. Favorite against the Ohio Bobcats over under a 55. Tom, are we riding the wagon? Ohio is a wagon. Damn right it is. Oh-
1: <laughs> Listen, like, it's not just that Ohio has covered in nine straight. It is covered in nine straight by an average of 20 points per game. Okay, it's, this has been an easy, I'm sorry, 14 points per game. It has been a very Very easy time of things, just blindly betting Ohio every week. I got it earlier in the week when it was Ohio plus four because I don't know who the hell set that line, but it has quickly moved down to a point and a half, two points most everywhere else. The Bobcats are the better team. Listen, we we see it time and time again with this Toledo squad. It is continually the more talented roster in the MAC. They recruit better than everybody else. But they are underachievers. Every season, they underachieve where they're supposed to be. Ohio is a team that has been overachieving for two and a half months. Give me the Bobcats plus two.
0: Yeah, we uh, not only are riding the wagon, but we do not like the stench of the way that Toledo finished the year. Seven and a half point favorites against Western Michigan. Outright losers, 20 to 14. uh, Final home game of the year against a Bowling Green team that admittedly uh, is a bowl team this year. They lose that one as well. 42 to 35. Uh, Funky, funky rockets. Uh, We go with the wagon that has been able to bounce back even after losing its star quarterback and continued to cash these tickets.
3: Do we think, uh, do we think Taquan Finns playing for Toledo? That's up in the air.
0: No, I think it's it's not certain.
3: Yeah. He left, he left the game again and, and, and was, I think was back in the boot. So I'm, I if he's out, I really think Toledo is a poorly coached team. I mean, like they're the one team in the Mac that has actual resources, and their roster is almost always better than everybody else, and yet they don't win. And I'm like, how in the world does that staff get mentioned for jobs elsewhere? Like they were in the mix for the USF job. Like based on what? Like you guys have the best players and the best facilities in the Mac, and, and you you don't you don't win it. But Finn is a difference maker. So if he's healthy and in, I kind of want to bet Toledo, but I'm I don't know what it's going to be today. This is going to be just you you put the alert in tweet deck or or or, or on Twitter first beat writer and tweet it out. I'll bet it if he's in. If he's not, if he's not, I'm gonna leave it alone.
1: You know, if he does play, he's just gonna get hurt again as that wagon rolls over him. It's possible.
2: (laughs) Danny, you want to come dance? I don't know. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about a different play. I was thinking about. Go ahead and get me on the little bar fight against you guys. <laughs> Let's go. I'll fight you guys. Toledo? You know, like, yeah. yeah right. Give me Toledo. Fight. 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 No Curtis Rourke. You've got a young, inexperienced quarterback. I kind of want the under, too, because of all these quarterback issues.
0: Go had ahead, had Curtis. For one work. Special Under. two for one special <laughs> yeah. fifty
2: five. Haven't
1: had him for three weeks. Yeah, and they've been just fine. The wagon keeps on rolling. <laughs> All
0: right, uh, two for one special for Danny Cannell right there. Uh, any? any uh, listen, we don't even have a line right now. New Mexico State. Best of luck against Valpo. <laughs> Uh, As you go, I mean, there is a spot in a bowl game for them, right? That would be
2: a
1: sicko mode. I do not have a bet for that game (laughs) because it's not on the board. It's not on the board at this moment. All right. Galpo's not played since, uh,
3: since November 10th, New Mexico State,
0: New Mexico State blind,
1: blind. I don't care what the number is. Lock it up.
0: All right, uh, and what about the Sun Belt Championship? Uh, Troy gets to play host as they are uh, also 8.5-point favorites against Coastal Carolina, over-under of 48. Bud, I don't know if you got a lock on it, but you sure as hell get first word. Uh, So w- what's the handicap? What is the view of this game uh, for your beloved uh, Trojans? I,
3: I would probably not bet Troy here. Uh, I'm not taking Coastal, but to me... You know, Troy is a team that I want to lay single scores with typically because they're, they are so defensive based uh, in the last month or so. And really starting with that South Alabama game, which which kind of gave them the tiebreaker for the West division of the Sunbelt. They've converted to a very heavy run team and the passing game has not made progress uh, really at all. In fact, they were kind of struggling with App State last week to the point I was like, okay, I did not hedge out of my my Troy position because it's, it's not App State, excuse me. Arkansas State last weekend, and then they ended up winning by 25 or, or 30 or something like that because they they had a, a crazy fourth quarter. Uh, I don't think Coastal's run defense is necessarily all that bad. They played the best team in the Sun Belt last week by far in JMU, but JMU is not eligible to win it, right? So Coastal, I'm kind of curious. They played a lot of guys last week, man. I'm, I'm wondering, like, how much, how much did they hold back in addition to Grayson McCall, who we don't know if he will play? Jamie Chadwell, the head coach yesterday, said that uh, if the game was today, he would not play, but they will see if he can practice enough this week to give himself a shot to go. But I think Coastal's run defense is not that bad, right? Like, I go back to the App game. Uh, They were more physical than App's offensive line, which other coaches in that league seem to think is a good offensive line that App has. And and Troy kind of beat him up up front, guys. So – or excuse me, Coastal kind of beat up App's App's offensive line up front. I – I think Coastal's kind of live here, and I trust Chadwell to come up with some creative stuff. But McCall makes that engine go, and if, if more than any game this weekend, that is the one that you need to be waiting to see what he if he's playing and what he looks like in warmups because he is as valuable to that team as Caleb Williams is to USC. Right? Like the drop off is is a touchdown in my opinion, like a full touchdown. And that's there's too much uncertain uncertainty for me to bet that.
0: Why wait? Why don't I just jump on it now? No, Coastal Carolina plus eight and a half. Lock it up. That's too many daggone points. This game is going to be tight. This game is going to be low scoring. It's going to be incredibly competitive. And I I think that this is going to be a case where we've just got some value on the Chanticleers. So, yeah, I'm going to take Coastal plus the eight and a half.
2: You know, I feel bad for you, Chip, because you've been on such a rough stretch here the last couple weeks. I want to bring you some good luck. Give there me Coastal go. as well. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did talk to uh, Coach Summerall this morning for Troy. What a dude, man. That guy's going to yeah. be getting hired here pretty soon somewhere else. Phenomenal job he's done pro that, turning that program around. Maybe he wins the game, but I think – and especially after listening to Bud, too. I'm going to say Grayson McCall figures out a way to play. Under 48-and-a-half. I also think it's going to be low scoring,
1: but I don't want to take the spread because if Grayson McCall doesn't play, I there's a part of me that wonders. Like, John Summerall – trying to lead troy to a conference title you look at coastal mccall's banged up jamie chadwell's name's been popping up in coaching searches just i i feel like this one could get sideways but i like the under better than
0: anything all right there we go well coming up on the other side we turn our attention to a big old spread in atlanta as well as the battle for the top ranked group of five. And Michigan goes eye to eye with the spoiler makers. It is the rest of the Saturday slate with our locks. Next. So far on the board here as we break down championship week, Tom's got the Kansas state TCU under 62 and a half. He's got Ohio plus two USC minus two and a half. The North Texas UTSA under 69 and a half Buffalo minus 11 and the coastal Troy under 48 and a half. I'm on Kansas State, TCU over 61 and a half, Ohio plus two, and Coastal plus eight and a half. Danny's got Kansas State plus two and a half, Toledo minus one and a half, Coastal plus eight and a half, the North Texas, UTSA under 69 and a half, the Toledo, Ohio under 55, and the USC, Utah under 67 and a half. Bud so far got the Kansas State, TCU under 62 and a half, and USC minus two and a half. Got a couple bar fights out there. Uh Chip taking on Tom and Bud on the total in Kansas State TCU. Uh, Tom and Chip taking on Danny in Toledo against Ohio in the MAC Championship game. Some lock agreements. Bud and Tom on USC minus two and a half. Chip and Danny on Coastal plus eight and a half. And Tom and Danny on the North Texas UTSA under 69 and a half.
1: You know, that's which, that's a wild bar fight because. Both of those games are going to be going on at the same time, so at once I'll be fighting Chip with Bud <laughs> while simultaneously fighting Danny with Chip. I don't know how that's going to work.
0: <laughs> it's happened before. Maybe maybe not with locks, but we've, we've been at, at odds with each other <laughs> in complex and complicated ways. It's strange bedfellows we make here on the Cover 3 podcast. <clears throat> Which means we turn our attention to... The SEC on CBS, the SEC championship game, Georgia against LSU in Atlanta, the same matchup that we saw back in 2019 when Joe Burrow lit up the Bulldogs defense and on his way to a Heisman Trophy and the LSU National Championship. Jane Daniels ain't Joe Burrow, but he has been a very effective quarterback for the Tigers and Georgia in this position is a 17 and a half point favorite over under of 51. What are we taking?
1: <laughs> Just lay them, <laughs> lay them with the dogs. I talked about it yesterday during our SEC preview. They have taken days off against some of the lesser teams that they could sleepwalk against and beat anyway. In Georgia's big games of the year against its top competition and rivals, it has steamrolled everybody. It's going to steamroll LSU in the SEC championship, lock up the one seed, pick the Peach Bowl for the semifinal, and that's the end of that. Sorry, LSU, you've had a very good season, one to be proud of, but you are not nearly as good as Georgia is.
0: I'm on the under, under 51 score that I've got in my mind is 31-17. Uh, I think that LSU has enough playmaking to be able to eventually get a, a few scores and make this a little bit sweaty, but kind of seems like the game that Georgia is going to be able to mostly control uh, throughout without having to get too creative. So I'm going to go under 51.
3: Neither. You I guys. don't hate that either. Uh, Chip, why would you take 51 when I can get you a 52? Let's go. We'll take it.
0: There's a, there's a lot of different ways that uh that, that can cash to. Georgia either like totally dominates and then just turns it into a coronation, you know, taking all the air out of the ball in the second half, or Georgia's offense messes around, you know, ruins good drives with turnovers and mistakes and you know, it ends up being a little bit sweaty, but I I do not see LSU and Georgia engaging in a sh- in a shootout. So,
2: I uh, I will be going with the under. I'm with you, but I'm going to go ahead and take the first half under. I get a 26 and a half. Uh, there's something scares me about the second half. You know, start throwing it around, pick sixes, defenses out there, or they score. You know, they get the back door kind of hits the over. Um, my inclination is to just lay them with Georgia as well, but it's a big number. You know, are they resting guys second half? Again, if they do, I think that provides some points in the second half potentially. We'll go first half under.
1: Danny has two winning weeks in a row, and now he's out here taking first, first half.
2: Let's go watch him win. <laughs> here we go. Let me get the uh, <laughs> I had some other ones. I'm good, but you can got we do any, props. Can we do, can we do <laughs> props? Let's throw them in there. What is uh, Bud? You're all over this usually. Uh, Jaden Daniels in a boot early. What is the expectation for him? I think he's playing. I mean, I if Daniels
3: was not playing, I think you would. I think somebody would have figured it out by now. LSU is is well covered enough. There's enough people down there and I think this thing would be 20. So my my guess is he's playing. I don't know how good he's going to be, but I I would be surprised if he's ruled out of this one.
0: I mean, and I don't want to like question anybody's motivation here, but at this point in your career, you're Jane Daniels, you got to give it a go. You don't Yeah. Yeah, you don't make this transfer. You don't have the sort of career He's coming he back, right? I don't know.
3: Does he, he have like, another
0: year of eligibility left?
3: I would guess so. COVID um, like well, raps is my breakup well, for all. Yeah, he's in, he's in the same class as Rattler, right? So okay. and, and Rattler's got a year. He is. Yeah, he was older.
0: Everybody's got eligibility, I assume. Just <laughs> did, like
1: did we all get an extra year? Can I go back?
3: No. So Daniel's not, Daniel's, Daniels was high school. NCAA class.
0: violations.
3: <laughs> so he was class at nineteen, right? So 19, 20, 21, 22, He gets the COVID year, even if he played all four years. He still has the COVID year if he wants it.
0: But they've got uh what's that dude's name? Walker Howard?
2: Yeah, the dancer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was He's, I don't
2: was
3: that the one Kelly danced with? I thought he danced with the uh, the tight end that then was that, like it, I it I don't, I'm, somewhere else. Yeah, Brian Kelly's yeah. dance card is full. All <laughs> right? right. He is
0: <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, I saw LSU this. LSU has um, all the
3: SEC money in such a tiny turntable. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it just it creates awkward situations. You got dudes grinding up on each other. Like, just spend that SEC money, get a little better, little bigger spending disc, and the good news own is maybe, maybe
2: maybe if uh, if he wasn't allowed NIL, he might have gone just to try to get paid. Now he can stay and make make some good money and try to increase his draft stocks. This is one of the good examples. The chat says so. uh,
3: He danced with both, by the way. So you're not wrong. I'm just thinking <laughs> of Brian
1: Kelly twerking now.
0: <laughs> he's he's got a. He's got so, like a decent backside as a I don't fan. know if he can make it move. I feel like Brian <laughs> Kelly can, you know, if he can get some jiggle to it, he gets probably a pretty good twerker. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, just, everybody, especially if you're not watching and you're listening later, Brian Kelly, mental image, twerking, go bang.
1: <laughs> twerking with the family.
0: <laughs> uh, also couple of games all going on uh, right there at four o'clock. It'll be a multi-screen Saturday, even as we've got a lighter slate. In New Orleans, UCF and Tulane going down for the American Athletic Conference Championship. Now, we will remember that this was a game that earlier this year, UCF won 38-31. to So in the rematch, what are we expecting? Well, the odds makers have the green wave as a four-point favorite and an over-under of 57. Who's got a lock in the action?
2: We know Tom does. UCF plus four.
0: Yeah, that's right. We go
1: Knights. Yeah, I mean, it's. I took it in the first one. I'm taking it again. My concern in the matchup the first time was Tulane defensively has been very good, but they have not been very good against the run. Well, UCF's not trying to throw the ball very often. That's why Plumley in that game ran for like 10 yards of carry, finished over 180 yards, a few touchdowns. I think that we saw in that matchup that Tulane was able to exploit UCF's defense too, so I'm not as confident in the Knights getting the repeat win, but I definitely think they're going to cover.
0: Yeah, let me go ahead and make sure I hit it so there's no confusion. I am also on uh, UCF. I kind of like the idea that they were just farting around after beating Tulane a couple weeks ago, outright lost to Navy. Uh, Then things got way too hairy than they needed to get against the Bulls in the war on I-4. I think that in... I think that Gus Malzon is going to be able to uh, go and make this a very, very close and competitive game. I like taking the points. Think UCF is maybe even worth a little bit of a sprinkle. We'll see you a little bit later on.
2: Give me uh, give me Latifah. Oh ho, yeah. I love seeing. I mean, Chip looks kind of like an '80s rapper with the the hoodie on, and like it just it just looks good. So I like seeing him move. I, uh, John Rice Plumley, maybe not a hundred percent, but the fact that Gus Malzahn is actually telling people he might not be a hundred percent tells me he probably is a hundred percent and he's yes. ready to go. Yes. And even if he doesn't go, uh, they've got experience at backup. So it's not that big of a concern. It opens up a little bit more in the past game. So I like him too. Also don't know what it was going on with the Willie Fritz to Georgia tech, it, you know, announced, you know, expected. Then it's drawn back. You wonder what impact that could have on the psyche of a team, the preparation of a team, preparation of a coaching staff. So throw that in there too is another reason for UCF.
3: I mean, I, I don't know that Plumman's playing. I, I'm not saying he's not, but like the, the Gus quotes that I saw were, his mindset is to play, so we'll see how he does each day. Like they had they had USF beat easily I and mean, they were up 28-0. Then he pulls Roar, the hammy and then they almost lost the game. I, I think you can run on Tulane. I don't think you can throw on Tulane very well. And Keen is not a good runner. I mean, he's more of a thrower here. So, like, I, if Plumlee plays, I want UCF. If he doesn't, I want no part of, of the Knights. He, I can't do it. I, I, I noted. There's a there's a couple here that I'll be I'll be waiting for and firing on game day when uh, when we see the warmups.
0: Grayson McCall is is the other one that I know you've mentioned right here, keeping an Guy. eye on.
1: You've got a 17.3 unit lead. You could take some risks. You're just sitting on it right, right now. Wants, yeah, but sitting I, on, I
3: sitting it. on it. But like I, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of edges last
2: week. I mean, I, I think I had. I'll go. Let me get the under as well. A mm-hmm. little hedge just in case John Rice Plumley doesn't play. And even if he does, I think they're still going to want to run the football. I, again, kind of the sec, second time you've met. I think the defenses make adjustments a little bit easier. I'll take the under as well. All right. In the Mountain
0: West, we go out to the Smurf turf and Albertson Stadium, where Boise State is a three-point favorite against Fresno State over under of 54. Who's got a lock for the Mountain West championship game? I, I do. do. Okay, go ahead, All right, um, I'm going to lay them with Boise State because I, let me check, uh, Fresno State. What, what conference does Fresno State play in? Mountain West. Okay, yeah, Boise State. Crashes Mountain West opponents. It's what they do. They not good in non-con. Then all of a sudden, you fire your offensive coordinator and you just go on an absolute tear through conference play. Boise State's the better team, and I think that that shows up. So I'll lay the points with the Broncos.
3: I uh, I think Boise State has feasted on some kind of iffy defenses recently, and there's some three and a halves out there. So I'm going to go ahead and take the three and a half with Fresno. With Fresno. Yeah. Let's go. You, you fight, fight, fight. That's uh wait, is that, is that Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? That's Mortal Kombat, right? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So d- down four backpack, high kick, Liu Kang, dragon fatality here. Uh all right. I think Hayner's just so much better quarterback than than Greene Green is. Um I, I just trust them to score enough points on Boise. I, I I do. Uh when I watched Boise last week and I and I had Utah State. And that was the most ridiculous backbeat or b- bad beat backdoor that I've ever seen. I mean, they they have a chance to win the game with 90 seconds left as a 17 point dog, and then they they give up a 91 yard run when Boise could just you know kneel it out, and then they throw a pick six uh, to to lose by by 19. So, but when Boise starters were in there, uh, Utah State did not do very much. I still don't think that that it's hard to contain Hayner, man. Like, that's a guy I think is going to play in the NFL. Cropper's legit. I I just think they can score enough to, to cover the three and a half here.
2: I'm with you. Let's go. Fire! Ooh. Bar fight again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on Jake Hayner too. I think this is somebody who wants to finish his career out with the bang. Could have left. Could have gone back to the Pac-12 after leaving it the first time, transferred from Washington. First time they played, he did not play. The quarterback threw two picks, zero touchdowns. Taylor Green I think the future is bright but on a big stage like this I don't know he's he's got to rely on his legs he's, he's had a 91 yard touchdown run last week set the record I think Fresno State will be able to shut that down make him a little bit more one-dimensional and I don't know I'm just not I'm, I'm kind of with bud I don't think Boise states like back all of a sudden at the top of the mountain West in a stratosphere all their own lock war one two three
0: four I, I declare, declare lock war. Way!
1: Poor, deluded fools. Boise is going to smoke Fresno. Whoa! Oh! Work him. Oh, man. Jake Hayner will not survive this lock war. Jake (laughs) Hayner has never survived a war. He's like, what's that movie with Tom Cruise where he dies every time and then just keeps coming back? It's him and Emily. Anyway, whatever that movie is, Edge of Tomorrow, that's Jake Hayner's life. That will be Jake Hayner in this game. He will die a thousand times, and Boise will cover with ease ease
2: yeah
3: with ease let's go danny what what was your record last week five and four not oh and nine right okay not oh and (laughs) nine
2: That's
0: right
3: yeah let's go i'm I'm riding with danny on this one chips do
0: that's right come on coming up on the other side we turn our attention to the prime time slate on saturday with the big 10 and the acc plus money line sprinkles next uh, all right. Two games in prime time. Let's start in Indianapolis where Michigan is a now 16 and point favorite against Purdue over under of 52. Who's going to dance with Michigan and Purdue? I mean, spoiler makers. Can I get a 17? Uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're
3: 16 and a half and 17.
0: All right, yeah. Give me uh Purdue plus the 17. I like what Danny said that just there's, there's something about that, you know, playing inside, baby. You know, when you got that passing offense, when you got some some good wide receivers that you know get a li- little bit of a rhythm. And they, they had to play in 38 mile an hour winds against Iowa. They've had to just play in some gross conditions. So yeah, let me give me give me just, just like nice. Nice temperature controlled situation. Uh Purdue finds a way to at least make it interesting and give us uh give us something to keep an eye on in the primetime slate.
1: Uh I'm on the over. 51 and a half, I think is the best number I can get. I just think, I mean, you go back to last year's game, Michigan won 49 to 3. <laughs> So it's like I I think that Michigan is going to be able to move the ball very effectively against this Purdue defense, but I also think that Purdue offensively can do some stuff against Michigan that maybe other teams haven't been able to do. So I do think I don't think they're gonna get completely blown out of the water here, not like Iowa did last season. I think they can get into that ten to fourteen range, and I think you know Michigan could put up forty. So
2: lock me <laughs> yeah. up on the over. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm in well, well, it's got so many sounds. Charlie Jones is a stud. We talked a lot about Jeff Brom pulling out all the stops, figuring out a way to you know make this close. I think this could be a backdoor type cover, maybe some touchdowns late. Also, did you see the story about Aiden O'Connell? Really tragic. Uh, he's playing yeah. with the death death of his brother. I would love. It's one of those stories you'd love to see something special happen, but ultimately, I think he's just going to be. It's going to be too much to overcome, but. I think he's going to want to have a big performance. I think he gets it, but it's going to be uh, too much. But I'm going I'm to take the over here on the total.
0: But nothing? but no, Anything, Bud, I, anything so over controlled. there, Bud Ferentz? So he's just going to bunt from the
3: 34. Bud <laughs> Ferrence, yeah! I, I, I've, I've got one more coming. I do. <laughs> That's my favorite. Bud Ferentz. Um, you know, I, I just – like Michigan has not played that way to that level all year, basically. That they played against Ohio State. And so it's, I wouldn't bet Purdue with your money on this side, to be honest. Like, to, for me, it's Michigan or nothing, but I think it's nothing, right? Like, I, I, I Purdue's just good enough. I think Brahms really good coach. Do, do we know, uh, never mind. I, I don't know what Aiden O'Connell's headspace was like the last couple of weeks when Purdue's offense was really kind of lacking. Like, the only decent game Purdue has on offense for the last month was the Illinois game and they have three bad ones. So I don't know what exactly was going on there. Uh, Obviously like it's tragic and our our hearts go out to them. Right. But like, I don't know how, I don't know what Purdue is right now. I think I know what Michigan is and I know what Michigan's best is. And I don't know if Michigan's going to play its best because they've only done their, their best like one time. Right. As far as hitting explosive plays like that,
0: you know, so many engineers filling up Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis.
2: The train. Is anybody going <laughs> to be in Atlanta? <laughs> no one, right? I mean, we are, are these Houston? Georgia fans, I guess?
0: Oh, you mean like fans? I thought you were asking yeah. about us. Not no, LSU no.
3: fans probably already booked when they beat Bama, though, to be honest, or especially like like when, when Bama beat LSU. Like they, they've booked. They were not not anticipating them losing to A&M. So I, I think you'll see LSU well, well represented there. It's been... It's been what, three years since they've gone?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a good I think the the stadium will be good environment for sure. Um, I mean LSU and Georgia don't play enough, like they don't they occupy the same tier, but they don't play enough so that when they do play, it's always an event. Like when Georgia played down in Baton Rouge back in 2018, it felt like a real event. They played in the SEC Championship in 2019. It was, you know, felt like a real event. I think that um, I think the fans will be excited to to get in there and make a little bit of noise, give it a good environment for sure. And finally in Charlotte, we will be uptown for the Clemson Tigers against the North Carolina Tar Heels. The Tigers are currently seven and a half point favorites over under of 63 and a half. It's time to empty the clip. Which sides are we taking? tar heels yeah yeah
1: <laughs> to what just plus tar heels seven. you're saying the name or
0: yeah, tar heels plus <laughs> seven and a half Oh, and two for one special i'm also taking the over 63 and a half it's a north carolina yeah. football game
3: um i'm gonna lock Greeno chip here on this over uh but it's 63 <laughs> for the over so okay that's that's what i'm into um Clemson, I think we'll have again we'll have some important guys out on defense. Uh, I think that North Carolina's offense, or rather defense, has been sneakily iffy over the last couple weeks, and we just didn't realize it. It's not a good effort to allow NC State to score like they did. And Georgia Tech's offense is still hot garbage, right? And Zach Gibson, we have a lot of games showing he's a bad player, and we have one game showing that he's somewhat okay, and that was when North Carolina beat them. The only game that they looked somewhat okay in was Virginia and Virginia's offense is just horrendous. And it had been so all year, obviously, you know, tragic what ha- what happened there. So I'm not trying to bag on Virginia. I'm just saying the guys North Carolina lost against Pitt. They have not really faced a decent offense since. And I think this is the game that comes back to bite them, right? I, I think Clemson can push them around up front. I think Shipley can go nuts. I think whoever plays quarterback will throw the ball effectively And I think Drake May will have a day against Clemson's defense as well. So I I think this game's played in the 80s. I I, I like over quite a bit. Latifa. Look at Tom expanding the board and and encouraging me to expand my board, and yet he's all anti-expansion. This is hypocritical, buddy. I'm just telling you. Well, well, I'm just trying to generate.
1: Episode. I just want to get more viewers for the episode by having more picks on it to keep interest going late into the season.
0: Yeah, bigger, bloated, more
2: episodes. Yeah, it's wait, greed is good. Mm. Is I, already you, I, already I already told you. Go- I already told you what's going to happen in this game. Clemson lay the seven and a half. Ooh. They're going to pull away. Will Shipley's going to rush all Push. over this North Carolina defense. DJ Angle is just going to lumber up and down the field with those ugly, long strides. And afterwards, at the podium, Dabo's going to call out all the haters and he's all the rest of y'all. And he's say, this is our quarterback. I love this kid. He puts his body on the line every single week for the Clemson Tigers and brought us another ACC title.
3: And he's, he's going to buy a UCLA jersey when, when, when DJ plays for UCLA next year, right? <laughs> Maybe so.
2: But well, like, well, if you had well,
3: to put odds here. on it. Do you think he's better chance DJ plays for UCLA or DJ plays for Clemson next year? I hope put everybody my money it's at UCLA somewhere out west.
2: Which would be great for all parties. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Um
1: did you guys what? see that the title game's now gonna be on January 20th, by the way?
2: Love it. It's awesome. Let's go. Not- we got so we don't have a whole month of January, like dark winter. We can have brightness and we can have games every week. Congrats on extending your. Those of us that do recruiting did not have a dark January. Yet, <laughs> <laughs> so this could be extremely
3: busy. I think I'm now anti-expansion. Thank you. Yeah. See, yeah, These awesome are the things say. I thought you, about. You, ahead you, of time. Yeah, I
0: was thinking about ruining Christmas. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Christmas for me be, is
3: all, is already tough because
0: like we have signing day this year is like the 21st. I know. Spending all of Christmas and all of January and. Team, I was looking at uh, the, the bracket. If it were this year, a bunch of teams are going to play 17 games.
1: Free advice to any recruit who's doing like a hat ceremony on signing day instead of hats, do elves on the shelf.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: And live underneath animals one of them, is always a nice touch. Yeah. Reindeer, get like eight reindeer oh. and put hats on each of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, before we get to money line sprinkles. Uh, actually, let's let's go ahead and, and jump into the sprinkles. So t-ting, t-ting, t-ting. what are our money line sprinkles for championship week?
2: I told you I want to get my one. And I got to get out of here. Kansas State. They're definitely going to screw up, at least make things interesting. I don't want it to happen. It's going to happen. And give me coastal coastal on the money line. Grayson McCall playing the role of hero. Um and give me Fresno State. Those are my three money lines. Kansas State. My, wait, I thought you said you were just going to give us one, and now you give us three. I, this, yeah, this, this is just. Plundum, I, 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 I got. got to I got. Discipline,
3: Danny. I'm taking
2: home the sprinkled title, <laughs> you guys.
3: Um, see it. All right, so Jordan for record keeping, best on K State is one twenty. Best on Coastal is 260. 275. Oh you got, ooh. And, and I got and, a one thirty five uh, for Fresno, um, and then. I got 145. I actually don't know what book that is. There's a 140. I recognize that book. That, that's a, that's a real book. Uh, I'm not. I can't go with 145. I, don't, I have no idea what that abbreviation is. So it's probably like fake. Or if it's not fake, I'm very interested in knowing what it
1: is so I can It's better. a hedge fund located <laughs> yeah. in like Costa Rica or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All
0: right, uh, Tom. What are the sprinkles?
1: Uh, my sprinkles this week very. Very limited card, just Ohio plus one ten.
0: Oh yeah, I guess I should be on that one too. I was going to say UCF sprinkle UCF, uh, but then also I, I'll add Ohio because I'm also on them to cover. So clearly, I would like them to win as well. So Ohio and UCF as my sprinkles.
3: Yeah, I, I like I like UCF um, on on the sprinkle. I, I think that if they play their A game, I think their A game is better than than uh, than Tulane. So we've got to find some way to bet this game um for the show what is that plus 160 i think is best out there Yep. Mm -hmm. all right uh and then k-state for me as well plus 120
0: kansas state (sighs) Mm. don't don't make they're gonna make me they're gonna make me sweat this all the way into sunday yeah
1: i mean that's the thing are we all just kind of rooting for our easier weekend (laughs)
0: Well, I thought about the the total work hedge, which is like Utah, Kansas State. You know, if if it's gonna be like crack your brain open frustrating, at least go and out with some wins, right? Mm-hmm. But Yeah. If I I don't want to make any promises, but like if Alabama does make the playoff, I I'm I'm gonna be so upset. Like if Alabama does and and TCU does not,
3: yeah. What what would be the number that TCU would have to lose by, or is there not a number? It's just like the hinden Hooker situation with Duggan.
0: Oh, like he he gets knocked out, and that's the only way I could justify
3: it. Like honestly, I mean, if even if TCU gets gets beat decently, I still think that their wins are better than what Bama has this year. Yes, right? yes. I, if for some reason like any team that loses a quarterback a star quarterback is is going to be reconsidered,
1: obviously. Um, yeah. so this a tweet the other day, the only thing that Alabama has is the name Alabama. That's it. It doesn't have a top t- – it has one top 20 win. It has not won its division. It is not winning its conference. If it gets in, it is just because the committee saw that, cur- that little curvy A and the name Alabama and said, oh, that's got to be one of the four best teams in the country.
0: And unlike other years where they didn't, you know, win the division, it's not a case where there's. I mean, there are. They have the same record as the second place team in the SEC East too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like we're sitting there. They lost like right? They're like
1: fourth in the SEC. to Be honest. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fourth in the SEC, but they'll be considered fourth in the country, which tells you everything you need to know.
0: Mm. All right, enough on that. We'll have Saturday night and Sunday to be able to uh, to break all that down. Because, yes, Saturday night Instant Reaction Show, as usual, right around 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. Sunday, we'll be coming with some reaction to uh, the college football playoff semifinals when they are announced. Uh, both reaction to the rankings themselves, but also a little bit of a, a early preview of the matchups as we get things going. So be sure that you are subscribed uh, on, on YouTube, subscribed to, uh, to the audio form as well. To review, Tom is on Kansas State TCU under 62 and a half, USC minus two and a half, Boise minus three, the North Carolina Clemson over 63, Ohio plus two, the North Texas UTSA under 69 and a half, UCF plus four, the Michigan Purdue over 51 and a half, the Coastal Troy under 48 and a half, Georgia minus 17 and a half, and Buffalo minus 11. Chip has, and do take note, whether you're going to follow because it's turning around or whether you're going to fade because it's getting even darker. Here's what I got. Kansas state TCU over 61 and a half coastal plus eight and a half Boise minus three North Carolina Clemson over 63 Ohio plus two, the LSU Georgia under 52, the UCF plus four Purdue plus 17 and North Carolina plus seven and a half danny's got ah disciplined danny uh lo- largest card on the board kansas state plus two and a half coastal plus eight and a half fresno plus three and a half toledo ohio under 55 toledo minus one and a half north texas utsa under 69 and a half ucf plus four the michigan purdue over 51 and a half clemson minus seven and a half the lsu georgia first half under 26 and a half the UCF Tulane under 57 and the USC Utah under 67. <coughs> Bud Ferentz has the Kansas state TCU under 62 and a half, the USC minus two and a half, the Fresno plus three and a half and North Carolina Clemson over 63. Lot of action on the board. Here's what I'm looking at. Let's start with the easy ones. Lock agreements. Are uh, USC minus two and a half? That's a lock agreement between Tom and Bud. Lock agreement on Coastal plus eight and a half between Chip and Danny. Lock agreement on the North Texas UTSA under 69 and a half between Tom and Danny. And lock agreement on the Michigan Purdue over 51 and a half between Tom and Danny. A lock fight, mano y mano. On North Carolina Clemson, Chip's on the Tar Heels, Danny's on the Tigers. And we've got a couple bar fights. Uh, first on the Kansas State TCU total, Tom and Bud on the under, Chip on the over for Kansas State TCU. We also have a bar fight on the MAC title game. Uh, Chip and Tom on the wagon that is Ohio, Danny on the Toledo Rockets. And finishing out with a bang. A lock war in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. Tom and Chip on Boise minus three. Danny and Bud on Fresno plus three and a half.
3: Whew. Look at that. Tom gets back in the second place. He buys a new house plant. Looks great. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. Sun. Thank you. That's cool. Seven, it, 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 I mean, I'm guessing because where it's in the sun, it's actually real, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Like so that. with nine plays, I'm... Nine plays on the board. I need to go seven and two to finish above 500. Here we go. That's doable. Seven and two week. Just just to hammer home the washness
1: a little bit more, my, my latest purchases are this house plant, and then what you can't see right outside my window is a bird feeder, just so you know what I have become. Oh, man. Is it squirrel proof? Yeah, oh god of course it's okay, gotta be yeah and yeah. by the way the squirrels are looking pretty chonk these days I was walking the dog this morning there are some thick squirrels out there right now
0: yeah i got some squirrel proof and it's called a 22
1: the brian kelly's <laughs> of squirrels out here right now <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. all right uh, anything else before we get out of here where's is coach prime gonna take a job on sunday
1: i mean yeah should we take some bets on that i'm what doing how kind of do a- we get on usf I'm doing an HQ segment today about this very thing. So, yeah, do you think it's going to be USF? I'm not sure that it will be USF,
3: but I think that if USF can make the money at all similar to what Colorado offers, that he should take USF because if you look at how he's built Jackson State, everybody's going to point to the recruiting of Travis Hunter, right? And that's a great get. But he also had a ton. I mean, I went through the roster this morning just to be prepped in case this happens a lot of D1 bounce backs to the SWAC, which is a really bad FCS league, right? Mm-hmm. So his level of talent that he has assembled there in the SWAC, which he deserves credit for getting, is like so much better than what the SWAC has that, I mean, I don't know how good he is as a coaching coach. I know he's a damn good recruiter, obviously, to get that to come there. But I think if you're going to replicate what he's done, you could do so at or USF. Because you're able to tell all these kids from the state of Florida, where you're also from, by the way.
0: Right. I was hey, going to say, Fort Myers native.
3: Come back to USF, right? Like, come back. You transferred away to Wisconsin, you transferred it to NC State, right? You went to Syracuse, didn't work out. Come back here. Colorado transfer standards are actually, like, I don't know how much the audience knows this. They're sneaky tough. Yeah. They're Colorado very tough, has yeah. trouble getting people in. And so Colorado cannot be rebuilt via the portal to the same extent you could do with USF. Mm hmm. Yeah, I kind of think USF's a better gig if they can get the money close. I mean, if it's double, then obviously take your payday. But uh, if Prime wants to run a big time program at some point, he also needs to think about where he can win.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that that's, that's why Colorado's,
1: Colorado. That's why Colorado has never made sense to me for Dion. Yeah, it's agreed. Just, it's yeah, um, yeah. I, I was going to lock up J- Jackson State minus seventeen and a half. I guess it's not an official lock because I do think it would it would be kind of strange for Jackson State to lose that game and then for Dion to announce his new job.
0: Oh, like he <laughs> it, he needs to go and get this dub. Go ahead, lock it up, and so yeah, and like be sit,
1: sit in the post game press conference. Like, yeah, tough game, we're lost. By the way, I'm going to South Florida. Well, he's doing it Sunday. Oh, okay. To kind of build the drama. <clears throat> So I'm um, trying to build some hype and drama. Yeah. Get he's. I mean,
0: he's going to have a, it's going to be his recruitment all over again. He's going to mm-hmm. have hats on the table and he's going <laughs> to make it. elves on the <laughs> shelf. Dion. Yeah. So the chat uh,
3: wants to know about prime to Liberty. I, I don't think prime is going to take Liberty. I do think Liberty though, is going to be seen as an absolute springboard job though, because they pay really well. They're really well funded. The new CUSA is terrible. Like Liberty should just run through the CUSA every year now. And people are, coaches are going to say, hey, look, q free has got Auburn off Liberty. That is going to be a, a springboard job going forward, I anticipate. But I don't know that Prime's going to make for
1: coach watching.
0: You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See y'all.